This episode of the podcast is brought to you by how many owls would you need to see in a day to think something sinister is about to happen? My answer is four. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that started out as slups and made our way to big bucks. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And uh, today we're here to talk about some of our favorite character arcs in films. Mm-hmm. Those points in, in characters where... You see throughout a movie, they start out as like something that either you might hate or might love, and then see them either progress to the opposite or even better than they were before. So, what? That's what a character <laughs> arc would be. <laughs> no, man. it's from the start to finish. We're going to talk about like our characters that we like that progress, and we're going to talk about how they progress. Yeah, and Dude, how well what? they progress. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm so tired of you <laughs> always contradicting me for whatever. We're gonna talk I do. about characters and the things that they do, and maybe what happens. Like yeah. that's what you just said. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't know. We're gonna me. talk about characters that start out a certain way and then they end at a point where they're either better off or they've changed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So this we- also, I don't know if I, I never mentioned it to you, but like this doesn't have to be like specifically just from a movie. Like if you see character growth from like. A series, like a franchise. You're telling me this now. <laughs> You're telling me this now. <laughs> is that going to change? Alive? Is that going to change anything? No, but it could have. Like I could have thought about that more. Yeah. Well. No. Oh, whatever. I have my choices. Yeah, I, have, I have good ones. Me so too. Fuck you. Um. First one for me. Okay. Well, you didn't let me go first. No, on I was your excited episode. though. But okay. So my first one is Laurie from the Halloween franchise. Okay. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that. I I really enjoy the fact that like Laurie is from the very beginning like the first halloween she kind of is just like this normal like single survivor Mm -hmm. of like a horror film like she's very much just like okay i'm gonna use my wits and like try to make it out alive and like barely does and then over the progression of the halloween films she becomes more kind of like attuned with michael myers where it's like she can't really kill him, but he can't really kill her. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like this point where, unfortunately, with like the kind of, sh- I, not kind of, like they're <laughs> shitty, like the, the, <laughs> the newest installments. Yes. Where like she becomes this complete badass of like, I know how to kill Michael Myers and like I'm the only one that can do it and I'm going to be the one to take him down. Well, yeah, I like that progression because I think about like in the first one, mm-hmm. it's like one of my pet peeves where it's like she keeps throwing the knife away. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, Lori, just keep the knife. It's going to keep you safe. And it's like then progressing all the way to the newer like franchise where it's like she's been training her whole life for yeah. Michael Myers to come back. And like, it's like, that's really cool. I think about like how she built her house with like a bunch of like traps for him. Yeah. If he ever shows back up again and like having it where it's like that thing where her um like kitchen island like just completely carves out and then it's like a fucking trap for him. Yeah. And then she like sets the house on fire. Well, if there's anything I can say too about the newer movies, I do really like the idea of her like Like, seeing how much life that she wasted just preparing to try to kill Michael Myers. Yeah. And then eventually, towards the end of the the last Halloween Ends, that was the last one, right? Yeah, Halloween Ends. Where it's like, it actually shows her, like, well, now that it's over, like... What is she going to do? Yeah, how are you going to live your life? And it's Mm -hmm. like her struggling to be able to, like, she's writing a book, and it's like trying to, like, just commit and, like, feel okay. And it's like, yeah, like, that's cool, and I like that. Like, that's a good arc. Yeah, I, I just think like it's it's really solid of like over the progression, 
how like she really really developed from like the stereotypical um horror movie survivor to like the one that like everybody tries to like go to to get help like yeah. i think it was like h2o like they they were trying oh, yeah to get let's her. talk about hdo yeah there was also one <laughs> i forgot which one it was but like they actually kill her off and then they were yeah, like it's they like were the, like no no never mind that never happened it's fourth or fifth or something like that yeah like he like yeah. drops her off of like a bridge or something like but that. isn't there like part of the other ones too where it's like they're related isn't it like it's actually like their brother and sister or something stupid like that? Probably. I, I know that there is the one, the the Rob Zombie ones where it's like, oh, oh yeah, those movies. Yeah, they're not horrible. Zach, they're not horrible. Zach. Um, but like there is the one where it's like, oh, there's like the Michael Myers like sister. Yeah. So it's like okay, but yeah, like I I just really enjoy like Laurie's progression throughout the films. Nice, it's a good one. Cool. All right, so my first one that I have is uh, Neville Longbottom. From Harry Potter. I kind of figured you would pick that one. Well, c- like, come on. Yeah, well, he gets a glow up. Well, yeah, he's a snotty, big tooth little bitch for most of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really do much. Kind of hangs around. And then towards the end, mm-hmm. yeah, when he becomes like a handsome man. Yeah, he gets with Ron's sister, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Harry he gets tries with to get with, uh, God damn it. Uh, God, I love her, too. I really <laughs> like her character. The, like, the weird blonde girl. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, because Harry gets with Ron's sister. Bitch. Yeah, that's Jenny. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I'm mad now. Fuck you, Zach. Why do you make me forget things? Uh, but, yeah, no, I really like the fact, too. It's like, one, because um, my wife, who is very much into the Harry Potter franchise. No, really? Yeah, I know. Uh, where she's read every book multiple times. I really liked it, too, because it was interesting that she told me that Neville is actually supposed to be like the main character mm-hmm. he's supposed to be like the hero but it's because harry you know got you know like he didn't get killed by the killing curse that it's like he takes over that role mm-hmm. and i like that because it's cool to think of like here's the main character like just kind of in the background yeah and he gets his moment and i really like that in the end because then he gets the sword of gryffindor and mm-hmm. he kills nagini and it's like his way of actually like stepping up as the hero and it's really cool because, like, yeah, I mean, like, towards the end, he, like, blows up the bridge, too. Like, he's doing a lot. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I really appreciate the fact, too, it's, like, one, if there's anything I can say about the Harry Potter franchise that I really do like, it's cool seeing everybody grow up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, they start out as kids and you see them become adults. Yeah, and that's that's just a testament to, like, you know, they, they kept, like, all of the same actors throughout all of the films. Well, except for uh, Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he <laughs> he died, so, like, that's yeah. not really fair. But, like, yeah, like, doing that where it's, like, okay, cool, like, you know, like you said, you actually get to see, like, actual, like, growth from these characters, which not a lot of franchises actually do. Yeah, Luna. Is Luna Lovegood? Yeah. That's the blonde-haired girl. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I like it, too, where it's, like, in this instance for Neville, where it's, like, just seeing him being, like, this kid who gets fucking pushed around and beat up and is not important, then get his moment at the end. Yeah. I, that's that's great progression. I enjoy the last three movies where they become, like, a little bit more darker because they're, like, teenagers. Oh, yeah. Especially fucking Deathly Hollows Part 1. Yeah. Which is, like, a Korean movie. Yeah. Like, it's fucking, fucking weird. Well, Ron having, like, that, um, what is it, the, the amulet that, like, just makes him, like, start to be, like... Well, yeah, really, that's the ambulance really for everybody. Yeah, and he's, like, stealing the lights, mm-hmm. and he's shouting at everybody. And then there's that weird smoke monster that, like, pretends to be 
Harry and Hermione making out. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, but Neville's great. Yeah. Really like him. Cool. Um, my next one, mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Yeah, that's I, great. Yeah. Like, even from... He's a dickhead he is. in Iron e- Man 1. Even, even, f- even just looking at, like, Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. there's a lot of character growth from him where it's like... Well, of course, yeah. Like he humbles he, himself, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, taking shrapnel to the chest kind of does that to you. Yeah. But, um, like, from the first one of, like, him being, like, this snooty um, playboy millionaire who's, like, a genius, who's, like, selling weapons to the army, and then it comes to, like, backfire on him, and, again, like, he hits the shrapnel in his chest, and he builds the core reactor, and then geniusly makes, like, a suit of armor to, like, get out of there and like kind of get back to his normal life and then try to be like okay i'm gonna become like a hero and like actually defend people yeah and then you see the progression too throughout like the the next few phases of marvel movies where it's like he still kind of maintains that like kind of over the top like dickheadness yeah he's arrogant yeah he's, he's super arrogant and then like it gets to a point in um infinity wars and uh what was the the last end game end game thank you it has end in the name well yeah i know i mean that that's right around where i stopped like caring about marvel films I, as many have said yeah. <laughs> um but again like him sacrificing himself like with the infinity stones yeah and, and like actually like putting aside like all of his arrogance and all of like his um like selfishness to then save the world was yeah. like this really cool character development for me for like a character that we always knew from the comics and from the movies of just being like this smart mouth like dickhead like smart guy who has an alcohol problem. Yeah, yeah, which they kind of touch on in 3 but they don't really go full force. No, it's not as present but it's still definitely there. Yeah. But uh, I think it's really important too of like how Tony Stark is like dickhead and then gets a little bit warmer, and then it's like by Civil War he cares like too much, yeah. To the point where he's like willing to like interrupt the team and like go against his best friend in order to like protect everything. Mm-hmm. And then like he comes back down, becomes like a family man, like really understands like what it means to care for other people, yeah. And then makes the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, like it's definitely a, a wonderful roller coaster. Yeah, that took fucking like twenty years. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, yeah, I like his progression throughout the films. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, uh, what do I 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 what I what I want to do? I want to talk about Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon movie? Or no, are you talking about Lord of the Rings? You know what's funny? I made that <laughs> I was per, I was like talking I was per, talking about this with my wife yesterday because mm-hmm. I was trying to pick her brain for ideas too. And I was like, I'm gonna talk about Aragorn and she's like, Do you mean Aragorn and I'm like no I'm talking about the dragon and she's like that's not even the dragon it's like the guy's name is Aragorn and I'm like oh fuck yeah I don't know why like my brain always like auto corrects to that really bad like dragon movie Aragorn that's the yeah. movie yeah. yeah no I know yeah that movie sucks yeah I know they apparently thought, the book's good they thought they were getting a sequel oh my god that's hilarious yeah. with the fucking egg cracking open mm-hmm. yeah uh, but no Aragorn like it's wonderful to see, like, when we're talking about, like, character arcs, I really like it of, like, seeing from, like, like we just mentioned with, like, Tony Stark, like, start to finish, where mm-hmm. it's, like, a rogue ranger who just doesn't really give a shit, 
then becoming the king. Yeah. Like, that's wonderful. And I love seeing him, too. Because I always think about, like, with um, with the two towers, where it's mm-hmm. like it gets to that point where it's like everybody's given up. Like, they're like, there's no fucking way we're going to win. And it's like how he steps up to be like, no, like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to lead everybody into battle. We're going to do this. And it's like one of his instances where it shows him actually becoming a leader. Yeah. And even, too, like how much in the third movie he's willing to go to, like going to the city of the dead and yes. being like, no, you're going to fucking come with me mm-hmm. and we're going to fight. Where everybody else would have died, like going there. Yeah, but he's the true king. Mm-hmm. And it's like I love that for him of like how much in the first movie there's like that resistance of like, ah, I don't want to do this. I just want to be with fucking Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. And it's like then actually filling that role yeah. of being able to actually be the king. And then of course, like still keeping his values and his morals at the end of it, of just, you know, like still recognizing all the hobbits and ruling mm-hmm. and being a good leader. Like he's wonderful. Yeah. It's cool. I always like default remember from uh twin towers of like Zach, two towers two towers thank come you come on all right um you're like hitting all the tragedies <laughs> this this week but Fuck. uh <laughs> like two towers where it's like the guy is like set on fire and then like runs out and then like falls over the cliff and they do like this really large like pan out shot of him just like falling is that two towers yeah sure it's not the third one no nah, it's the second yeah 99.8 not percent sure. <laughs> You're not even gonna do. No. <laughs> yeah, just not sure. <laughs> kind of sure. <laughs> you really sell yourself short. Yeah, I gotta check that out. But um, yeah, cool. Right, go on. Great, great leader. Next one, Hercules, the Disney movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you fucking thought about that because we <laughs> talked about it in Wonka. <laughs> I like, you loser. I was like, yeah, you know what? That fucking works. Zero to hero, man. There's it's, the, it's literally in the song. It's it's so much in the and yes, like it is so much where it's like Hercules starts out as like this weak, like kid that can't do anything and then learns out that he's like a demigod and then you see the progression working with phil and like actually getting like super buff and like that whole montage of like him working out and and getting to be like that hero-esque the whole getting his jordans yeah the whole yeah i know (laughs) the whole film like him really just trying to become a hero and like seeing how like the first couple of times it doesn't really work out that well and then, like I said, like in that montage, you get him like killing the boar and killing the lion, and then like getting faced with like his real true first threat of like the Hydra. Yeah. And then, and then getting the ultimate message that it's like your strength doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the strength that you have within. Yes. The real that, Hercules were the friends we made along the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he shot arrows into the sun for a year. For a whole year because he's a fucking moron yeah, in Greek but mythology. Like, but even too, like in that movie, like. Like how you were saying, like the the strength doesn't come from like actual muscles, but like yeah, when when he's saving Meg in like the pool and like he's getting weaker and weaker and like he he calls on the strength of like his love, not, yeah, basically, it's it's, just basically, yeah, love. it's not it's not faith, but like, um, yeah, the love of like Meg and like just doing whatever he can for her mm-hmm. and pulling himself out and being stronger because of it. And becoming like a full-on god from it, yeah. And then realizing that, like you know, now he can go into Mount Olympus as like a god, and he decides, like, no, I'm gonna stay back down, and and be with mortals because that's where my love is, mm-hmm. and like being around them and protecting them. Yeah, it's a cool one. It's a good one. I like it. Zero to hero. You really could do like most 
uh, Disney movies for it, but like, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. It's it's pretty clear in a lot of these of like the hero's journey. Yeah, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, next one I have is uh, Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll move on then. Zach. I don't remember much of Casablanca. It's I'll be honest, honest. it's a classic. I just remember it's the a classic. End. I just remember the ending. Yeah, well, that speaks to a lot because it's like you have Rick who like moves to Casablanca because he got heartbroken and he's like bitter and cruel and he's willing to take bribes and fucking like work with Nazis because he just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But then here it is. That is his one true love comes back into his life and all the gin joints and all the bars and all the town and she walked into mine. And it's like how that then like starts, you know, warming up his icy heart that allows him to actually do the right thing at the end, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, like as much as I love you, I need to set you free so that you can be safe and enjoy your life. And here's looking at you, kid. And it's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. No, Zach, that's gone with the wind. Got it. I'm mad at you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like that, too, because it, it's it's a really good way of showing it, too. And I like Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful actor. But it's like, yeah, for him, actually, like this bitter person who then at the end has to make a sacrifice where it's like, I'm not going to keep my love here and then we could potentially both get murdered Mm -hmm. it's like i'm gonna send her away so then she can be safe and enjoy the rest of her life and it's like that's pretty noble to do from where you look at the beginning where he has this like illegal casino yeah (laughs) so yeah casablanca it's a it's a great movie Mm -hmm. i just i i haven't i I think i watched it once yeah uh yeah but you'll watch jurassic world any chance you get. Dude, dinosaurs, man. <laughs> fucking fucking <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm not going to miss <laughs> what out What are you dinosaurs. talking about? <laughs> Next up, let's talk about Django. Django. Django's <laughs> character progression is, but, like, so cool. I mean, I had another um, Tarantino character well, in this. Well, don't say it. No, I know. Because maybe I'll say it. I'll, I'll probably put it in as, like, my honorable mention. Well, don't say it. But um, Django... Django's character development, not just the character of Django, but also like I've I've told you before, like the little like spurt between like backstage with like Jamie Foxx and Tarantino. Yeah, where Tarantino like put him in his place. Yeah, he was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Because he would like Jamie Foxx, like in the beginning of filming, would like show up like an hour late, like come in in like this brand new BMW, wearing like this fur jacket, and is like, "What are you doing, man? Like your your character is a slave. Like you eventually become the man, but you're not the man yet. I can't have you being the man in real life. Like I need to humble you for a second. Yeah, and it works because like you see like this real character development from Django of just like him starting out as like a slave and like being taken off to like another um like plantain and then being freed and becoming uh, a well the, I, I just want to stop yeah. you right there plantain is the is the fruit plantation plantation there you go yeah. good job <laughs> he's no he's <laughs> being <laughs> sent off to the he just gets taken off the fucking like, to the fruit you peel him yeah <laughs> send him to the fruit um but yeah like i mean him being picked up by um Fuck, what's his name? What's his name? Dr. King Schultz. Yeah, the dentist. Yes. Um, by Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Great character, great supporting character. Yeah, then and you like, realize that Django is a natural. Yeah, of being a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And like you have them going off and doing like these these different bounties. And I think like it really shows like in like the the start of the character development 
when like they go to the the plantation where like he knows like mm-hmm. uh Django knows people from yeah, the guy that has the Bible purposes yeah over him. and like they they end up killing like the people that um actually like enslaved and like tortured them mm-hmm. and seeing Django start to become like his own person and then by the time that like they get to the plantation um with candy mm-hmm. um where you know at this point like he's gotten a little bit more experience like he knows how to kind of like negotiate a little bit more and yeah. like when Schultz dies and it's like he takes over like that full persona of the bounty hunter and like we get him like showing up for the last fight in that awesome like velvet suit yep and like again like getting his his girl back and well, by- yeah uh, that's the part that I really like about it too where it's like him going from slave to becoming a really good bounty hunter to getting his revenge basically mm-hmm. and then getting his girl back because then yeah. that's where it later becomes of like well, I was able to kill these assholes that tormented me, but now I have the opportunity to be able to get my love back. And that's great. Yeah, and again, I, I keep saying this every time that we bring it up, but it's like it's this really cool moment of like him basically being like a superhero by the end of it. Yeah. Like he feels like he's really triumphed and be he's become like almost unkillable. Well, yeah, especially with that one scene where he's shooting up the whole candy land. Yeah, he kills everybody by he himself. He kills everybody, and it's so brutal, and it goes on for so long. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just really cool, and it, it's a it's a testament to, like, Tarantino's writing of just, like, creating this character. Yep. Cool. Well, to kind of go off that then, too, because I'll do this then. Uh, so my other one, then, is Shoshana. Yeah, that was actually... Glorious Bastards. That was originally one of my picks, and then, like, yeah, I thought of Hercules, and then she was going to become my um, honorable mention. Oh, don't move her to an honorable mention. She's wonderful. Well, I have a better one as my number one. Oh, oh this yeah. guy. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, her... She has a wonderful arc. Yes. Of she... just being able to come back from this place where it's, like, she... Like, it could have been very different. She could have mm-hmm. gotten shot in the back, and mm-hmm. that could have been it. But it's, like, for her to be able to escape from that horrible scene in the basement. Also Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. And then being able to actually start living her life, owning the movie theater, you know, like, just being able to get through. And then it's like, for her to make this ultimate plan yes. of saying, like, Hitler's going to come here and we're going to burn this fucking theater down. Yeah, getting her full-on revenge. Yeah, which is great. I mean, yeah. it's really important for her to be able to actually, like, achieve that. Yeah, which you can almost argue that, like, because it's almost the same amount of screen time shown where it's like Shoshana's actually the main character over the bastards. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's... And it's cool how it's like her revenge arc mm-hmm. is almost as important as the actual bastards' plan. Yeah. Because, of course, it's like you get to see her reasons. You get to see, understand why she hates the Nazis so much. The lengths that she's willing to go to. And even in death, like when she gets gunned down. Yeah. She's still at the end of it laughing. Yeah, and she still wins burns. by the end of it. Right. And I love that too, where it's like as much as this is not like as ones that we talked about before too, where it's like is you know, like you get killed. It's like she's still able to get her revenge and go to this level mm-hmm. where it's like she has the red dress on, she puts little slits in her eyes, and it's like, yeah, she owns it. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Honorable mentions? I don't have any because Shoshana. Well, I have an honorable mention. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I was gonna do uh, Truman from the Truman Show. You ever watch that movie? Mm-mm. I think you like Jim that movie, Carrey, right? Yeah, mm. it's great. It's really I've, good. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Frank, yeah, it's Frank's one of those like. Yeah, I, I definitely would recommend it. You would really, you would like it. 
just him being able to actually start understanding that he's living in this TV show, mm-hmm. starting to become his own person, and then eventually getting out. Like, that's wonderful. I keep saying wonderful a lot. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. It's a good word. Um, My number one. Your number one, Zach. The, this is the character that made me originally think of this topic. Oh. Ooh. And that oh. is Eli from There Will Be Blood. Oh. I've never heard you talk about this movie. Yeah, I know. Do you like this movie? Yeah, I do like this movie a lot. <laughs> I I love the character arc of Eli a lot because like he starts out as like this small time like preacher and like you kind of get the feeling that like something's off about him but like he's too weak and frail to really like do anything mm-hmm. and you get him like that whole fucking the, this was like the scene that really made me think about it where it's like that first um like the first mass that you see in the film mm-hmm. of like him being like if i have no eyes then i will i will make myself see and if i have no hands i will i will punch them <laughs> and if i have no tongue i will gum them like all that is like, mm-hmm. like he walks out of like the cathedral yeah and it's like Man, like that's just really cool, and it, it, it's one of my favorite performances from Paul Dano. Yeah, he's great in that movie. Yeah, I, I think he just like like that to me was like really the start of his career, like, where it's like okay, he he has like range, he can do like a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and like throughout the film, you see like the progression where it's like as time goes on, like he starts, um kind of slipping in a little bit more into like this political world and like he gets um Daniel on like the back burner with like the pipes and like making him like basically forcing him to come to church and like yeah like repent and like getting the upper hand on him where it's like he's making him say like he's abandoned his boy and like all these things and then you get to where it's like oh by the end of it like at the very end he comes back to Daniel and he's like hey like you know, I own basically all of your property now. Mm-hmm. Only for Daniel to be like, no, actually, I drained all your shit up like years ago. Yeah. You own nothing. Yeah, you own dirt. But it, it was just like that character progression of like him starting out as like such a small time aspiration of just bringing the word of God to people mm-hmm. and then becoming politically corrupt and like trying to gain more and more power yeah. and more and more influence only to then realize that, like, hey, he still met his match. Yep, and ultimately for him, too, to have nothing. Like, he like he loses it all because of his greed and his arrogance, mm-hmm. and then it results in him getting a bowling pin to the head. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think, like, it pairs so well with Daniel Plainview because it's, like, Daniel, throughout the entire film, only has, like, one goal, and that's to, like, just get oil and yep. make money and become, like, very powerful. And it's, like... By the end of the film, you really see where it's like Eli was like the biggest antagonist for him all along. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument that like Daniel Plainview is his own worst enemy, well, which sure. is very valid. Yeah, but, but it is this clash of ego of like, yes. I'm going to try to control you and get the upper hand and you're going to try to control me. Yeah. But ultimately it comes back and especially for Eli's character of like not realizing that his brother sold him out. <laughs> yes, and it, it's this whole thing of, like, religion versus state at that point. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when religion gets bought out? And yeah. it's like, okay, like, 
you know, now there is corruption on both ends, and, like, which one is going to be the one that loses? And the answer is both. Yes. Yep. But I just, I really enjoyed, like, Eli's progression throughout the film. I think that that was, like, again, that was what made me think of this topic. Cool. So, Matt, what's your number one? My number one is Buzz Lightyear. I was looking. <laughs> I was doing research of like a couple of them that I was like, I can't really think of any. It's like it's as soon as you mention it, it's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I was Buzz, like, it's Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear <laughs> was the one ones that like popped up, and I was like, I can totally get it because of like how he starts out in the first movie, right? Because I mean, he's delusional. Yeah, he's stubborn. He's fully committed. Yes, and then it gets to that point too, which is like, and then it becomes this identity crisis because mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit, I'm a toy." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god. But then it's really great to see, like, like in two, especially three, where it's like just his willingness to be there for Woody and for the rest of the toys. Yeah, well, I also how much l- he cares about them. I also like. I think it's two when he gets stuck in like the toy shop and he gets met with the other Buzz Lightyear's and he's like no 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 listen like we're toys like you gotta fucking chill out. I know I love that because you also have the other Buzz Lightyear who is is still committing to that role and it just gets it's it's a great chance for Buzz to be like oh my god like this is who I was. Yeah. Like Jesus. (laughs) And I think in three wasn't there like um when they like Spanish. Well yeah he becomes Spanish but (laughs) also didn't they like reset him uh, well, yeah, because that's the reason why, and then he becomes Spanish, and then he comes back. Yeah. But even, too, like, I don't... You haven't seen the fourth one yet, right? No. Yeah. Well, it's like, I like it in the fourth one, too, because, like, it gets to that point where it's like, he becomes basically, like, the leader. Like, he's so willing to be there for everybody, mm-hmm. and he cares about them, he's working with Woody, especially, just to tell you, too, like, the ending of the fourth one comes to this place where it's like, Woody just goes on his own Mm -hmm. he's saying like hey you know like it's i've had a wonderful time with all of you but you know like i want to be my own toy yeah and it's like for buzz then it's like you get to see how much that they care about each other as you know like they've grown throughout all these years like going through andy getting the new owner and it's like it gets to the end where it's like you get to see how much their friendship matters to one another Mm -hmm. and how much that buzz is willing to say like i mean i love you man but like i want to be with everybody else like he's going to stay with jesse because they're together and it's like for them to actually like show that for a pixar movie and for it to be actually like so well done throughout all four movies of seeing how much that he's willing to step up and help people and care about them because that's really who he is. That's great. Yeah, that's the, it's a good one. I I thought about Buzz Lightyear because I was like, yeah, you know what? That makes total sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. Then we did it. That's character arcs. But you have book put a stamp on that. We're yeah. done. <laughs> we did it. We get to go to bed now. Another episode down. Yeah, I probably will go to bed soon. <laughs> um, I gotta open tomorrow. Yeah. Um, cool. So let us know what you guys think. Um, if you have any ideas too, we'd love to know that. Yeah. Mail them to us. Yeah. P.O. Box is... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. no. Matt's, Matt's personal cell phone number is 845. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a recommendation. No. <laughs> Not today. No, you just don't. Cool. Like, what, um, are we, what are we doing next? No, no. no recommendation. <laughs> yeah. What do you... What do you rec- no, Zach, what do you watch? What, what, do- what documentary did you watch? No. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about Boulder's Gate 3. It's about fucking time oh, I yeah? talk about I feel Boulder's. Like you did this already. I didn't. I, I because we literally went into like, um, oh like yeah, the Halloween you had stuff. to do horror. Stuff. So I've been doing only horror. You could so have I've talked been, about Baldur's Gate. I've been building this up. 
Baldur's Gate 3, it, it ticks every fucking box that I want in a video game. Um, made by Larian Studios. It is definitely, like, I cannot see why it wouldn't be, like, top contender for, like, game of the year. It probably is going to be. It is. It the, the The graphics on it are beautiful. The customization for it is awesome like it's limitless you can do whatever yes. you want to do the the story great. itself is so extensive and and so like flushed out and like mm-hmm. the choices that you can make are are so yeah radical. like the love options between Carlac and yes. wrong you can always pick the wrong one Shadowheart is a great one yeah Carlac's um, obviously the right choice again too if people don't know like this boulders gate 3 is a D based uh video game mm-hmm. that focuses on character development choices using actual dice so like picking a class and then also um skills that will benefit you or hurt you throughout the game so it's completely up to you um you can make every choice in it um it's the only game i've ever seen Mm -hmm. when talking about it with people they're like did you do this part and they're like i didn't even know that was a fucking thing yeah there's so there's so much to it i'm 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 a good two-thirds of the way done with my second playthrough and there's so much shit that i missed in my first playthrough that like it really is great that it is this game that you can just like play over and over and over again because like you can pick like different classes and and do all these different things um my first playthrough, I was a drow ranger, and this playthrough, I'm an elf paladin, and, like, very different, like, fighting styles. I love, like, the actual D&D care of, like, turn-based mm-hmm. for, like, fights, like, rolling initiative. Like, you can customize your character completely. Like, there's a bunch of different, like, armors and everything that you can, like, change yeah. your class. Like, you can change, like your armor class and like how you would fight and like what would help you out better. There's all these different weapons that help you out. There's so many different characters that you can just fall in love with. Like Carlac. Carlac. Shadowheart. No, Shadowheart too. I love her. (laughs) It's also refreshing too. I haven't seen a game since like Fallout New Vegas that has choices that matter. Mm -hmm. Where it's like if you're going to commit to doing something evil... Like, it's going to matter, and it's going to affect the rest of the game, which is really cool. It's not just superficial. Yeah, like, there's so many different things where it's, like, as I was doing it, like, the first time around, I was, like, I need to look up, like, what happens if I do this, because I I, I don't understand, like, what will long-term affect me. Yeah, because it would be something like that, where it's, like, well, if you say this to this one person, then it's, like... 20 hours later it's going to affect this situation yeah and then at that point you're like i can't go back to my last save of that because like i have to do all this shit all over again but remember to save scum yeah i do now well you have to (laughs) it's such it's such a great game it yes it's it's awesome like i love it i I, i'm very surprised that i haven't gotten burnt out by it yet which Um, is great i feel forever game i feel it coming soon but Mm -hmm. like this is a game where it's like i feel like Ev- like even if I get burnt out from it, like I feel like a year from now I can pick it up and play like a completely different playthrough. Yeah, which and is then just get lost in it again. It's really great. Yeah, if you if you haven't gotten the chance to do it yet, everybody's still talking about it. It's on PS5 and PC. Yep. Um, I think Xbox is coming out relatively. Oh. S- no, I, I I read something that like Xbox is coming out relatively soon. But who plays on Xbox? Yeah. Who <laughs> shout shots fired? To oh, Xbox who gives people. a shit? They have nothing. Yeah, and then crossplay coming out soon, which will be really cool. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, that's my pick. Great, Zach. We're gonna do another podcast. Yeah, we are. We're gonna record another episode. Mm-hmm. 
but we have to watch a movie. But it's not my pick. It's so mine. Wh- what? Yeah. What are we going to do? We are doing Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. Yeah. We yeah. I, I've talked about it in the last episode of like Feel Goods and like I know I know Frank and I did it um a couple of years ago, but that was on the old like podcast and I need you to watch this because I think like you're going to you're going to fall in love with it. There's like eight parts in the movie that I think you're going to cry to. Yeah, I'm pretty emotional so, um, guy, so that could happen. Yeah, it, it's it's a feel good movie for me like in the worst way possible. So oh, goody. I I really like this movie a lot. Great. Okay. So um stick around for that. All right guys, thank you for listening. Now Matt, roll the credits.